Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Energy Newsbeat Daily Stand-Up. My name's Stu Turley, President and CEO of the Sandstone Group. I'll tell you what, we got an action-packed show today. Michael's on assignment. He's out having fun tonight. So today is Tuesday, September 26th, and it is going to be a great day for everybody. But uh, I'll tell you what, if Michael was 18 years old, YouTuber, influencer, he would say, smash that button, like us, leave reviews, ask questions. I'm getting some fantastic questions from folks, and we want to answer all of them. We're going to, in fact, start reading them on the air. So this is pretty cool. And uh, just want to give a shout out to those that have already sent them in. We're going to start reading them and having answers and giving feedback. We want to hear from you. So let's go ahead and start around with the show here. First one is a shout out to David Blackman. Britain's prime minister places himself at the tip of the climate uh, spear. I'll tell you what, he did go out last week, the... Britain's prime minister, and he said that he's not, he's going to push out uh, the climate goals because fiscally uh, it is not sustainable right now. David's got some other great points in there. So now we're going to go to also covering China says fossil fuel phase out is unrealistic. This is a huge article. Next, we have coming around the corner Wyoming con- conservationists worry. Fed rule will let turbines kill more eagles. This one has several articles that I picked up over the web. And this is almost just, it is not almost, it is infuriating that the renewable hypocrisy is killing the animals. And that just drives me nuts. When I interviewed Megan Lapp from, uh, she's the fisheries liaison with Seaside, Seafreeze Shoreside. It has been throttled. I know it's been throttled. We know who's throttling us. And uh, it was a fantastic interview. So let's go to the next one. The idea of green growth losing traction among climate policy researchers survey of nearly 800 academics reveals. There's a lot of meat into this one, but there's also a lot of different things that are going on with how the green movement is rolling out that is not necessarily the right way and it's causing these problems. Next one out, we're going to talk a bit about it. Westinghouse long duration energy storage solution selected for Department of Energy program in Alaska. Been to Alaska, love Alaska. We're going to talk about that one here in a sec. And then the last one, Structural defects delay Japan's first floating offshore wind farm. This goes back to the way that uh, renewable engineering is not sound. Fiscally, it's not capable. And if you are in the energy, the renewable space, I want to talk to you. This is not slamming rocks at something that I'm not willing to talk about. So let's go to David Blackman. And again, uh, last week we talked about it, but he asserted himself last week uh, signaling the his predecessor, uh, Boris Johnson, that last week 
proposing to delay and modify some of the worst of them in a major address to the nation. So he had to do that because they were about to uh, leak. I talked to David about that. He proposed revisions to include delaying the ban on the sale of new diesel and gasoline cars from 2030 to 2035. So that's only a five-year slip, but yet did you hear the heads popping? Pow, 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 pow. I mean, they did not like that. But when you take a look at EVs, their affordability, being able to get everything, there's another article on Energy Newsbeat today that the used car EV market is just deteriorating. People can't even afford the used EVs. And the expense is between $5,000 and $22,000 to replace the batteries at the time they start becoming used. So I, I applaud uh, the prime minister for that. The political motiva- uh, motivation that he had for making the policy changes was to put some space between his conservative party and the socialist Britain, uh, British Labor Party. As if on cue, the late labor leaders quickly obliged him, announcing less than 24 hours after his speech, if elected to a majority in upcoming elections, their party would quickly to bat the tennis ball back over the net and restore Johnson's unattainable goals. It's pretty sad when the consumers are at the, they're going to get hit with the bat And it's not the political parties, it's the consumers. So let's go to the next one here. China says fossil fuel phase out is unrealistic. And I got to hand it to China. China is going to, they're the big white striped ape in the room. They're going to do what they want when they want to do it. However, the only way, the reason they are adding wind and solar is because they're adding Uh, They need to add all forms of electricity. You're not seeing the amount of generation that they're able to do is being a percentage change. They're still using a ton of coal uh, for a month, uh, whatever the number is. They're still using all the natural gas they can get. And so China is the world's biggest consumer of coal and the largest importer of crude oil, despite soaring renewable power installations, continues to consume power of growing volumes of coal, oil, and natural gas, because the difference of all of the wind farms and solar farms is just adding to the power that they need dramatically, and it's their demand is outstripping anything that they can do. So. 366 gigawatts in new coal generation, accounting for some 68% of the new coal capacity as of 2022. That is astounding. My question to everybody is, no matter what the United States does, China and India, rightfully so, and they are doing what they need to do for China or for India first. There's nothing that United States can do that can eliminate any change in the climate change. All we're doing is hurting the U.S. consumers. So as a U.S. consumer, we do not need to be paying this much. Let's go to natural gas. Let's go to nuclear. 
and let's make sure that we give the lowest kilowatt per hour to all citizens of the United States. I love wind, love solar, except when the hypocrisy kicks in. Wyoming uh, conservationists uh, worry that the Fed rule will let turbines kill more eagles. This is sad. Uh, The rule is proposed by the Fish and Wildlife Service is designed to streamline the permitting process that wind developers uh, go through for eagle. For how many eagle they take refers to the killing or seriously disrupting the lives of eagles. So it's okay for the, the wind manufacturers to kill all of the wildlife. And as I talked about with my interview with Megan, they're killing the whales. And we talked about with her how they're doing it, and it's the sonar of the offshore mapping out that is absolutely destroying the whales, and they're dry floating up on, on the, the beach. So if we have permitting problems through all sectors of the uh, energy, we have impossible problems to solve in the oil and gas in the regulatory issues for wind, solar, but yet they're going to speed any wind farms that go through and kill animals. I'm missing this totally. Um, uh, Violations of the act could lead to prosecution and criminal sanctions. After the bald eagle was removed from the Endangered Species Act, and and it's like, but when you take a look, we've talked about this before. There's a lizard with it, billions of animals, millions, all over the central part of the U.S. And yet they're now calling it endangered. They still say there's too much red tape and too much bureaucracy. But I got to give a shout out to the Cowboy State Daily for coming up with this article. So this feeds right on into the next article. An idea of green growth losing traction among climate policy researchers, a survey of nearly 800 academics reveals. Here's some uh, really big points, and that is we ran an article a little while ago about a climate scientist who had to falsify his uh, reporting just to get his funding. He then turned around and came out and said, I was wrong. That is a big admission, and I'm very happy that he did do that. But here, this comes around the corner. The OECD, which is the in the European Commission, when it comes to the European Green Deal, we stick to our growth strategy, uh, von der Leyen says. So the OECD has promised to, quote, strengthen their efforts to pursue green growth and strategies, acknowledging that green and growth can go hand in hand, while the World Bank has called for inclusive green growth, where there is greening growth is necessary, efficient, and affordable. Meanwhile, the EU has framed green growth as, this is critical. A bias to sustain employment levels and secure the resources needed to increase public welfare, transforming production and consumption in ways that reconcile increasing GDP with environmental limits. This is frightening. And let's add one more article on this that was just released today. And that is that the biggest iron 
uh, producer, world's fourth biggest iron ore producer stops buying carbon offset shell and Fortescue Metals. Two major companies are backing away from the carbon offset plans. Carbon offsets don't do anything except go to the bottom line and get passed on to consumers. So when you take a look at all of these stories that are all in different articles in all different places, they're coming up to one thing, and that is there's a problem with renewables and there's a problem with everyone going ahead and saying we have to go this way. We want to go that way. This is not a discussion of whether or not we want to go to renewables and we want to go to those but they're not sustainable with the technology currently being implemented. So as another story coming around the corner, Westinghouse Duration Energy Storage Solutions selected for Department of Energy Program in Alaska. This one kind of, again, shows how the thinking process goes with the DOE. And when you take a look at this project, Westinghouse Electric Company announced today the Department of Energy is selected to deploy a 1.2 gigawatt utility scale long duration energy storage in Healy, Alaska. Okay, this is a direct quote. Increasing access to affordable, reliable, and sustainable energy is one of my top goals as governor. Having an effective and affordable way to store energy has been the choke point for renewable energy technology. By providing long duration and energy storage, this project will help make us better utilize the renewable resources that are abundant in Alaska. Okay, let's go through this here a little bit. This is a storage project, and they're wanting to put in wind and solar. I have been to Alaska several times. I have been out on the ice cat. It is cold. At 20 below, wind, offshore wind is not going to work. I've been there in the winter and it is not going to work. Solar panels are not going to work. So if you add storage to this mix, what's it going to store? And I would like to tell me anybody in Alaska contact me at the show, questions at energynewsbeat.com. And we want to have a discussion because I love Alaska. I absolutely do. And uh, I've even uh, take been, you can see the bear picture right over my shoulder for the YouTube visitors. And I was uh, from here to that door taking pictures. The only bear hunting I've ever done is with a camera. Pretty stupid, but Hey, it works. And I live. Now, that being said, you cannot deliver these things. So you're seeing the misguidingness coming around. You're seeing the idea uh, being that 800 people are now admitting it. You're seeing the ESG folks are now coming off of this. And here's another example in Japan that wind farms are having some serious problems. The go Japan's go to floating wind farm consortium has postponed the commissioning of the GoTo City offshore wind power generation project for two years following the discovery of defects in the floating structures to be used for the project. Any project that is being pushed out for two years for their first one 
It's a 16.8 megawatt floating wind farm. It will be eight Hitachi 2.1 megawatt in turbines installed off Goto City in Nagasaki uh, Prefecture. They've got three uh, sporing. So when you take a look at this, the amount of wind that they're going to be able to generate cannot be the 16.8 megawatts because even according to uh, Meredith Angwin, shorting the grid author, when you put renewables on a grid, you have to add 180% of capacity to keep it balanced instead of the normal 20% for repairs, downtime, emergencies. So this divide the 16.8 megawatts by hmm, 180, and that's what you're going to see in megawatt output. So with that, we are going to have an absolutely wonderful day. And I'll tell you what, go check out our Substack. Go check out our uh, energynewsbeat.com. And we are so thrilled with the feedback that we're getting. And again, this is all about delivering the lowest kilowatt per hour to all citizens of the world with the least amount of impact on the environment through fiscal sustainability, as well as being able to not print money. If you can answer all of those things, we need to use all forms of energy. So with that, thank you all very much. Don't forget to share, tell your dog, share with everybody. We sure appreciate everybody. Thanks, and I'll see you tomorrow.